0: Pedestrians, you
1: know. Yeah. Pedestrians in the city, thank you for following the rules. Yes. Yes. I don't get it. I don't care. No, I love you. I love you. to I Don't Get It, a podcast about performances in Edmonton. I'm Paul.
0: And I'm Fonda. Uh,
1: and we are uh, proud to be part of the Alberta Podcast Network.
0: Powered by ATB.
1: ATB. Um, what's going on right now, Fonda?
0: Um, well, I'm driving, it, it, well, it's the end of the season. Check. And of course, as the- the end of the season goes. I'm driving you to the airport. Right,
1: as is as is the way I leave once the theater and performance season. <laughs> Why um, am I goes. driving
0: you to the airport, Paul? What's uh, happening with you?
1: Uh, I'm going to the Toronto Fringe. I'm going to do a show out there. Um, but so thank you for driving me to the airport <laughs> so <laughs> yes. we could do this podcast. Now
0: that the regular season is over, all of the fringes will begin. So
1: yeah, some already have. The this it's rolling on through.
0: Is Toronto the first one, or are there ones further out east that?
1: start um i think the first one is orlando and the circuit which is maybe oh geez maybe a month ago maybe a month and a bit and then montreal and ottawa and then toronto uh, and then i think we go to winnipeg and then there's like saskatoon and edmonton uh, and then victoria vancouver
0: right wow
1: that rolling rolling traveling
0: The Rolling Fringe Circuit. How many fringes are you doing?
1: Um, Two. I'm doing the Toronto and the one here. My family live in Toronto, so it felt like a a good excuse to apply and also then get to, you know, go see a Jays game and and the like.
0: Nice. All right. Well, how about we talk about all the things that happened in the last week and... (laughs) Or season.
1: <laughs> yeah, as you mentioned, Fonda, it was the end of the theater season, which means, but of course, the Sterling Awards uh, just wrapped up, just happened. Um, and you were there. You you went to the Sterlings this year.
0: Yeah, I, it was the first time, I think, probably in like five years that I've gone to the to the actual awards ceremony, which they do every year at the Mayfield Dinner Theater. Um, And it's kind of funny because the Mayfield usually has a show running at that time, and they do it on the dark day on the Monday. Mm -hmm. But it means that the Sterling's uh, ceremony is always done on the set of whatever show happens to be there at the time.
1: Sure, so what what was the show, or maybe what was the vibe of the set?
0: (laughs) So the show running there now is called Sleuth, um, and it's, it's set in this kind of, you know, very sort of like clue-like mansion, lots of uh, hidden entrances and things in the set, um, and there was also a large uh, mannequin of <laughs> some kind of sea captain. Oh my God, Yes, <laughs> w- uh, watching over or presiding over the evening <laughs> throughout. So, uh, yeah, it was it was kind of neat. It was hosted by um, Gina Puntel and Matthew Holshoff, cool. um, who did a really great job. They're both very um, fun and sassy and. Um, Gina's just uh, super fantastic. She's a producer and stage manager uh, around town. Um, and, yeah, yeah, it was... I thought that they, they it was really great. It was also super long. It was, like, four hours
1: long. Right, as is the case with the Sterlings.
0: Um, and it's kind of... Funny, because Edmonton Sterlings don't have as many awards, say, like, as the Doras or the Tonys. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't have as many uh, categories. Like, the Doras, I think, breaks things down into, uh, like, opera has its own separate uh, set of awards and all that kind of stuff. So does dance.
1: Yeah, Yeah,
0: and and dance as well, which I still complain that the Sterlings does not have. In Mm -hmm. fact, their their one choreography award is shared with... um, fight direction right right so yeah different things that that award this year did go um to the good women dance collective though for their work on the cardiac shadow
1: right with northern light theater
0: Mm -hmm. and so that was kind of neat to see um uh ainsley hilliard and kate stashko went up to accept the award um you know saying that they've been doing this for 10 years uh and this was the first uh award they they really won so um, so that was kind of cool yay dance um
1: Yay, dance! Yeah. yeah, if they were to add more dance categories, what do you think they would look like, Fonda? Um, outside of choreography slash fight direction, um, how how do some of the other um places like the Dora's do that? How do they break that down?
0: Yeah, I think I think that they could vi- like the Sterling's could really easily do it sort of the way that the Dora's do. Even just like three awards in dance: one for overall production, one for um either you know some kind of design like production design. Right. I right, think right. they they. Lighting is often a really big focus for dance, and that's definitely I think could be a, a, a part of an award. And then there's also um, uh, they do a choreography award, um, straight up dance choreography. And then they also do an award to a single performer, mm-hmm. so that can be either you know someone in a solo show, or it can be someone who is part of an ensemble. But it's awarded for a single performance in like essentially the dance season. And cool. I like I kind of I like that idea. We sort of do that. Um, in a similar way for Theatre for Young Audiences, there's um, a production award, there is, um, and then there's an acknowledgement of um, a single performer as well for right. Theatre for Young Audiences. And that this year for the Sterlings went to um, Luke Tellier in uh, Songs My Mother Never Sung Me, um, which was written by Dave Clark. That right. was sort of like the big YA um, winner of the night, uh, which was really cool because it's... Um, uh, show written by Dave Clark about his own experience of being the hearing child of two deaf parents. Whoa! Um, and yeah, I did not get to see this show. It was presented um, as uh, as part of sound off i think during the chinook series. right yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah great show uh dave clark won for um uh the play the, the production one itself mm-hmm. so that was produced by concrete theater um dave clark won as playwright and luke Kelly won for um his performance in the in the role right playing yeah. playing young dave <laughs> young dave yeah
1: it's funny though stanley's always remind me how um Despite my best efforts How little I've seen There's always like A couple things That either win Or are in a category That I'm like Right I I did not see There is a lot of theater And performance in this city
0: Yeah I think there was One of the acting categories That I realized I was like I don't think I saw Any of these Oh (laughs) Um, Yeah But a couple So other big winners Of the evening Fun Home Fun Home Won all All of the things It could (laughs) Right
1: Right Right Yeah, um, We Are Not Alone took the top prize, um, uh, a solo show as part of Theatre Network's um, season.
0: Yeah, for outstanding production of a play. Um, And people were a little bit surprised by that. Um, because it was in, it was in contention with, uh, a couple of other, um, fairly big hitters, like Sweat at the Citadel was in there. Right,
1: 19 Weeks, I believe. 19
0: Weeks as well, which was just, yeah, that was an incredible show. Um, Vanessa Sabarin did win for her performance. uh, Also a solo show. In 19 Weeks, yeah. Um, but yeah, We Are Not Alone was a solo show with Damian Atkins, um, and, a, yeah, a little bit of a surprise. Also, I mean, he he grew up in Edmonton. He's originally from here, but it's not not really a local show. And I think, as a especially even as a single person show, to take away that award um, for you know not not a, not an Edmonton show per se um, was kind of a surprise to people. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although oh. I loved that show. It was a great. It was a really great show. Yeah. I, I remember c- getting home and like crying trying to explain it to Andrew because it was it left you with like a really nice feeling about um, being in the yeah just like being not alone in the world. I thought it was really beautiful. Right. For a
1: show about UFOs and aliens in <laughs> <and> theory um, <laughs> so much of it was about people and connection um, mm-hmm. and what they're looking for um, when they look up in the sky or other places.
0: Yeah and just sort of like understanding people who aren't or who you think aren't like you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, one thing that maybe stood out to me generally about the Sterlings this year um, is it seems like um, there was quite a prevalent um, uh, group of solo um, solo shows were nominated quite uh, judiciously throughout mm-hmm. the categories. In the acting categories, I think there were many, many. Um, even and yeah, in, in the Outstanding Production, there were several... Um, what do you think it is about a, a solo show, Fonda, um, right now that people are are connecting with? What do you what do you get when you just have you and one performer in a room um, with you know, of course all of those other elements of light and sound and, and tech? But but what is it about that like that intimacy of, of just one performer?
0: Well, I, yeah, I think that you kind of hit it on the head there. It is that it is that intimacy of someone telling you a story um, and. And really connecting with, um, often something, often a story that is true. One person shows, even if they're not performed by the playwright themselves, like in the example of 19 Weeks, Mm -hmm. are about something that has actually happened to the playwright. Um, so, so yeah, there is that intimacy and I think the stakes are really high with a one person show. It really is just all on a single, a single body's shoulders and... And if they take you on a journey that is um, that is challenging um, and that makes you feel all the things, uh, I I mean, I think that it's 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 a great feat for a performer to do um, and to be included in uh, so many of the main stage uh, season. Um, uh, yeah, like um, *Made in Italy*. Ferran Timoteo uh won um, for his role in a comedy there, um, and you know that's also a one-person show, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: and also uh, uh, about growing up, and you know, uh, there's truth to it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it. yeah, and so you know, like to acknowledge those performances, I think is um, it's 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 di- it's difficult not to because they are such um, they do take a lot of uh, talent and focus and. Yeah, I, I think it's... And, you know, I mean, like, the Fringe is full of single, like, one solo performances. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's sort of a really special thing to see, like, a main stage show that's a solo that is really meaningful and well done and often, often doesn't need a lot of production value if you have a really good storyteller at the helm, I think. Right.
1: And just those little sort of flourishes of, of production sort of give it, like, um, yeah, just sort of, amplify that story they're telling
0: yeah yeah um other other sort of not surprising things that happened i guess were that the zoo story took a bunch of the fringe awards right you love that i love that show yes um a lot of people really love that show um and you know it kind of speaks to the speaks to the strength of you know sometimes those classic like american play scripts are are pretty good
1: (laughs) right yeah, yeah um
0: yeah, Colin Doyle won for his performance, um, and it won. It also won for production. Um, yeah, it was it, it was a fantastic show. I like. I still think about that performance in in the show. Uh, well, whenever I run into Colin Doyle, I was like, "Damn, he was good in do story."
1: Hey, hey <laughs> that guy across at the other restaurant.
0: Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> cool. Great um
1: the sterlings
0: that was the sterlings yes um yeah and fun home fun home won all the things yeah and it was and it was pretty cool yeah
1: yeah I'm, i'm not surprised it won
0: no, so I don't think I don't think anyone was. Um, oh, and Hunter Cardinal, one of the very like sweet moment of the evening. Hunter Cardinal won um, as playwright for new play um, for Lake of the Strangers, which he wrote with his sister Jacqueline. And um, when he was accepting the award, he's, he um, he did part of his speech in Cree and uh, and got got a little bit emotional um, and then later on in the evening uh, Sheldon Elter was uh, presenting an award uh, and he started speaking in Korean fake crime <laughs> um, okay. and then and then acknowledged he's like you know the world would be a better place if everyone was more like Hunter Cardinal oh. uh, so that was kind of uh, it was a funny it was a funny very sweet Moment. Um and yeah, Go Hunter. It was that was great too. Great. Yeah. Cool. Well, sounds like it's about time for an ad. Yes.
1: On the most recent Well Endowed podcast, Chris Chang-Yan Phillips finds out how Charles Daniels stood against injustice at the Sherman Grand Theatre, and Meredith Mantooth talks about how You Can Ride Too is making adaptive bikes available for kids. To find out more about Edmonton Community Foundation's work, check out the Podcast.com. Well, the Sterling's Fonda also, of course, means that the theatre season for the most part with the exception of a couple summer summer things uh is done yeah Um, what what stands out about this year in theater what are what are moments that stick with you that um you're, you're 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 still thinking about you know six or four or ten months later
0: um well i really like the ideas that people are taking to move theater into new spaces um I, I, I've talked about it a few times but Mercury Opera's work at Shapier is just a really cool great way to see opera. They're taking um, Carmen on the road throughout Alberta this summer cool. um, and they are doing uh, they're doing Carmen uh, in two acts in Edmonton uh, the first act at the Commodore and the second act at Shapier. So I think that'll be cool. Jerry Morita also just wrapped up a show um, in a field in Leduc field with a bird. bunch of cows. Yeah. <laughs> um, it rained quite a lot on both of the days that she did that show no. I sadly did not get to see it um, but I think I I, I, th- I love ideas like that I think it's I think it's pretty pretty neat yeah absolutely and also even the party and the candidate which did not surprisingly win any sterlings other than a single performance award for Colleen Wheeler mhm um, actually, The Citadel hardly won anything at the Sterlings this year. That's mm. another note I'll point out. Right. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, the, the party and the candidate for two plays to be happening at the same time um, and the actors running between shows uh, in, in real time, I thought that was uh, a really interesting experiment and a neat idea too.
1: Right. I just wish you could have bought tickets to watch the run back and forth. Like, I want the $10, like, sit here in the Citadel and watch people hustle.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it would have been cool if you could see um, see the mechanics of it a little bit more. Most of the running, I think, was very um, in the guts of the theater in the backstages right. And you wouldn't have seen them in any of the real public Citadel spaces. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, still a cool still a cool idea. Very funny show by Kat Sandler. Um, and... Actually, and a lot of the um, supporting cast in it was nominated for Sterling. Right, right, right. Uh, Yeah.
1: For the hustle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for the hustle. Yeah, Yeah.
1: for the hustle alone.
0: Colleen Wheeler wasn't there to accept her, Sterling, but she did send um, someone up there with a bit of a speech saying that, um, you know, her left her left butt cheek was still sore for some reason sure right
1: (laughs) for all of the running that had to be done
0: yeah yeah uh what else happened in the season paul what sticks out for you
1: sure i think um two things that really stick out for me um we're both part of the theater network uh season um and we're uh, we're not alone although great show um what a young wife i don't know the Mm -hmm. hannah Moscovich show um, which won uh, a Sterling yes. last night? Yeah, Bobby, Bobby
0: Goddard won for um, supporting role in a drama. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So one of that, and that was just a very powerful and sadly timely work um, mm-hmm. about um, you know what what uh, abortion was like you know in the eras before um, when it was um, completely forbidden and um, happening sort of secretly, and there weren't medical procedures or even that much knowledge about how. To correctly do it,
0: yeah, and I'm even tragically well timed for what's happening now in yeah. in, in America and yes. some other places. Yes, uh, Bobby actually did mention um, some of that in her in her acceptance speech when she won the award about how um, you know. It seems like a faraway um, story, but it actually still has so much relevance of course. Um, in a Hannah Muscovitch script, uh, which I I think that I yeah, I totally agree. That was one of the standout shows for me for sure. Sure, and the
1: other one also in that season, um, also political. I don't know what that's saying about me right now, but uh, the Empress and the Prime Minister, um. uh, Darren Hagen's latest script. Um, yeah, it's just, um, when I look back on the season, it's, it still has sort of some moments and ideas that, uh, stick with me about, um, you know, uh, Trudeau, the first Trudeau, um, and this sort of little, uh, overlooked part of, of the history of, um, his famous There's No Place, uh, for the State in the Bedrooms of the Nation, um, and the, the, uh, decriminalization of, of homosexuality and, and what that looked like, mm-hmm. um and this this drag queen who was part of that, who was part of that process the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, also kind of interestingly timed, because this summer marks the 50th anniversary since Stonewall, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, they produced that play, excuse me, they produced that play at Network... Um, with a mind to the anniversary of that actual bill that uh, was passed. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the number or the name of it now, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was uh, that was that was cool too. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, I think just like
1: for visual uh, audacity, I still think about um, the uh, the tempest at the citadel near the end of the season. Mm-hmm. but just a uh, you know a strange beautiful thing to look at
0: yes visually was such a stunning show truly um and a special show too um but in its casting and kind of the the content that they had just sharing the asl language plus shakespeare was was a really neat uh interesting collaboration and neat way to see, to experience Shakespeare too. Yeah.
1: Um, what else to do for you Fonda? What else in this season comes to mind when you look back on 2018, 2019?
0: Oh, thinking back on 20, uh, well, um, I, some of the dance that I saw right. was, was pretty great. Um, uh, well, it wasn't in Edmonton, it was in Banff, but the sure. new, the new, Crystal Pite Show uh, oh, revisor. Yeah. I really, really hope that, I don't know, say Brian Webb or The Citadel or Chinook or someone decides to bring that show to Edmonton in the next uh couple of years because it seems like it takes a little while for her stuff to reach us. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yes, I think that uh, if you loved Betroffenheit you would totally dig that show.
1: I still haven't <laughs> seen uh, Kid Pivot slash Crystal Pipe. Not a single
0: show. damn show. <laughs> I know. I don't
1: know. I failed you, I feel,
0: Oh uh, well. major way. It'll happen one day. I mean, I was... Actually, overall, I, I don't know that a lot of other dance really stood out. Um, um, what was...
1: Uh, Brian Webb, Paul...
0: Oh, the, the one um, Paul Andre Fortier yes, retirement his... performance. Oh, gosh, yeah, that was a beautiful yeah. show.
1: Yeah, for, uh, you know, just this one person on stage knowing it was, quite literally, it was that we went to the last show of the run, their last performance ever after decades um, in this world. Uh, but it was such an interesting Collaboration—it was, you know, them as a performer, but also an actor and uh, a musician, uh, sharing the space with them, and uh, yeah, just how they navigated that—that that was sort of a resonant, a resonant piece for me this
0: year. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a really um, special moment too. And again, sort of like that storytelling of a solo performer, just really taking you through through that journey um I yeah I really appreciated that show and lucky that we got to see sort the, the final the final iteration of it uh here it right was
1: cool yeah there was that last little moment of like a slight pause before walking off stage for that performer and I'm sure as a professional performer that was just the beat of the moment but it was like a little charged up knowing that context of like oh and this is the step off the stage quite literally forever. <laughs>
0: yeah, for for, for yeah,
1: or for, for the foreseeable future. Foreseeable
0: future, yeah. Interesting. Well, what uh, were there any other things that happened uh, kind of in the in the art scene that we that we recall and want to chat about? Hmm. I mean, actually Vern Thiessen just uh, announced that he's stepping down from Workshop West yeah, after as five artistic years. director. Um, and so they posted about that position. Um, someone will be stepping in. That right. will be interesting to see it may be. Um, Also, uh, the Freewell Shakespeare Festival, Marianne Coppathorn is no longer their artistic director. Um, That wasn't really talked about or posted or anything, but the two directors that were that are working on the shows this summer are Dave Horak and Kevin Sutley. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure actually if um, I mean Marianne was one of uh, one of the only female artistic directors in town. Right. Um, yeah. So we'll see I guess maybe we'll see what Free Will um, is doing with that uh, in, in the future. Right
1: and, and no one has taken over as artistic director at this point.
0: No right? no there's no one under that under that name so um, curious as to what what's going on there really right.
1: right yeah absolutely um yeah what else uh fringe is gonna be big it's i've, I've heard there's something like 260 shows which is stunning to think about uh, which is more God. than ever um <laughs> as someone who used to run the programming for view when we would review everything that is uh um i can just like have stress flashbacks um <laughs> thinking about what that would have felt like was i were i still in that role
0: yeah yeah that's a lot because that is a lot yeah well we i i'll say for i'll say for me um on the reviewing side we will be covering the fringe in some way later this summer um we're also going to be checking out you know the theater shows the citadel has a summer show happening so we'll be it'll be a little bit lighter on the programming side but we will be around for summer um and we're also going to be working on something pretty big uh that's going to happen in the fall
1: fun secret project
0: (laughs) (laughs) Woo! yeah Um.
1: Yeah, but uh, before we head into maybe what is happening in the summer, that seems like a prime time, uh, this seems like a prime time for another ad. Yes. Alberta Podcast Network is looking forward to the next Edmonton Podcasting Get-Together on July 9th. This one focuses on how to get a grant. You can join in on the session at the ATB Entrepreneur Center to hear from Sony uh, Dasmohaptra, uh, at the, of the Edmonton Heritage Council and Kieran Tang of the Otherwise Podcast to discuss what it takes to get a grant to help support your podcast or heritage project. It's free to RSVP. That's a thing more people should take to heart. Um, to find out more about the Get Together and all of APN's member podcasts, visit albertapodcastnetwork.com. Nice. Good uh, job, Paul. Thank you. So, listings. Um, I should probably read these because you are because driving. driving. <laughs> um, I will just throw to you for uh, woos and effects after everyone.
0: I can, I can do woos
1: great great um, and so at the Mayfield Dinner Theatre Sleuth uh, is still running until August 4th woo um, Free Will Shakespeare <laughs> Festival is on are two shows this year are Two Gentlemen of Verona and The Winter's Tale until July 14th
0: it's great I particularly like The Winter's Tale
1: Cool. Um, then we have Ring of Fire, the music of Johnny Cash at the Citadel Theater from July 20th to August 11th.
0: There's going to be music!
1: <laughs> and uh, The Bad Seed by Maxwell Anderson, the Teatro La Quindicina um, show, the next one in their season happening at the Varscona Theater from July 11th until the
0: 27th. Yeah, I'm excited to see that show too. Good cast.
1: Cool. And then it's Fringe. And then it's fringe. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thanks, Fonda. Thank you for this, uh, and very much a big thank you for driving me to the airport.
0: Yeah, no problem. It was the only way that we would be able to record this together for the next while. So. Yeah, uh,
1: and hopefully this means you can write off the gas it took to get here because this was business gas.
0: Yes, it, it, I, I think I can. That's a very good point.
1: Great. All right. Well, go see some shows, everybody.
0: Bye. <laughs> I Don't Get It is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or check us out on albertapodcastnetwork.com or the CKUA radio app.
1: I Don't Get It is recorded on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta, in the Edmonton Community Foundation's podcast studio.
0: Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli, and you can find more of Ghibli's music by going to ghibli.bandcamp.com.
1: I Don't Get It is produced by Andrew Paul, Fonda Mithrush, and Paul Blenoff.